Hey, this I I didn't choose to grow this. Christian so. Nunpada, nothing's happening. Why are you playing it? <laughs> <laughs> fucking broke me legs, man. Fucking questions and accept it. Midichlorians, motherfucker. I told you. Midichlorians. <laughs> no, it wasn't glorious. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everyone, and welcome to Live Gaming Gathering, where we gather to talk about video games, life, and anything we find interesting in our daily lives. For our regular listeners, welcome back, and to our new listeners, grab a drink, relax, and hope we will enjoy our ramblings. Please leave a like if you enjoyed it, and a dislike if you didn't, and let us know in the comments. And today I'm being joined by Ray. Hello! And our returning friend of the show, Andre. Hello. He's... Sure. Excited. Yeah, very excited. You can feel the lightning in the room. I mean, it was raining here, so but there was no thunder, so I'm kind of disappointed. It's snowing here. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I'm being gonna bi- I'm gonna bitch about this for a little bit. Give me your snow, please. I haven't you seen can snow have for all a- of it. Yeah, I haven't seen snow for a couple of what, two years now, I think, or a year. I can't remember. We have snow occasionally, but it just stick on the ground. It just goes away after a few minutes. Of- you lot can have every bloody inch of freaking snow that I have had here in the last month and the cold temperatures. Have all of it. I will gladly take the snow because I haven't seen snow for a while. They haven't. It's too hot here. It's just. It's raining all the time, and it's it's cold, and it's the worst winter ever. Wow. Even though winter is almost over, but still. Isn't that your typical British weather? If I would live in Britain, I would be depressed constantly with all of the rain and the grey sky. Because I think I like rain, but I just want snow my du- during my winters. I remember back like when I was a kid, like, and I literally moved to London, and it was like on the first Christmas here, like in London, it was snowing as hell, like proper snow, like a blizzard and everything. I'm like, oh my god, this is awesome. But then again, I, I won't be surprised if it's climate changed, like ten plus years later. Climate change literally affected the climate, and it's now never snows here whatsoever. It snows in the northern part of United Kingdom, but in London, yeah, tough luck with that. There's no snow here whatsoever. Yeah, that's freaking strange. I am a lot closer to the equator than you are, and it is cold as hell here. Then again, we also have Canada. Well, Canada is something else entirely. Canada is like America's freezer. (laughs) You know, Tom, climate change ain't real. The sun's just, you know, shining stronger or whatever. Yeah, that's what that German politician said. Fucking oh, just, oh, sure, why not? Yeah. Sure, sure. My I don't dude. know who it was. I think well, she just said maybe the sun's shining stronger than before. You know, it ain't climate change, that's for sure. I don't think that's Stupid. how it works. Right. That's why I don't like politicians in general. But oh, don't. Let's yeah, I'm not, not gonna go political, political because I'm gonna talk about Brexit for the whole fucking hour. Trust me, and I will not do that. I will not do that. I will. I will not talk about the stupidity. Anyway, um, so I know I heard you saw Sonic. Quick thought. Yeah, I, I did. You know, I barely watch any movies, but my cousin asked me, "Hey, you want to go watch Sonic?" And I was like, "Sure, let's let's go watch the Sonic movie." And I avoided the internet like a plague, like. Well, when the movie came out, I saw it on, I, don't know, I think it was Friday last week. I'm not sure. I don't want to look it up right now. But it was good. It was very good. Like, the only, well, I've only seen one other game movie adaptation. It was the Warcraft movie. And as someone that wants are you actually Googling I, stuff? I'm getting a Discord call. I guess I should have gone on D&D. But uh, the only other video game movie I saw was Warcraft, and I didn't really like it. And probably, yeah, I've been a Warcraft fan since... I started playing World of Warcraft in 2009, and the movie just wasn't that good to me. You know, they changed the story a bit. I don't really remember a lot of it anyway. You know, that's just not a good movie. Not a movie to remember, at least. And, well, keep in mind. You know, I've I've played the Sonic since uh, I started playing video games when I was four years old, and my first ever game was Sonic the Hedgehog. So, yeah, there's that. I really liked the movie, and I would recommend it to anyone else. I'm but down really to see funny. it just on the basis of Jim Carrey alone. Like, like the second I saw saw that he was playing Doctor Robotnik, I was like, okay, he's gonna completely steal that show, and at very least it's going to be a mediocre movie because just about anything with Jim Carrey in it is good. So when I 
all the reviews started coming out and everyone was like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. I'm like, damn, I'm impressed. I'm still amazed that Andre has no idea who Jim Carrey was before he saw the movie. Oh, my God. For real. Yeah. Come on. I said it earlier, but I didn't know who Keanu Reeves was until the Cyberpunk trailer dropped. So there's Uh, that. Uh, But to get back to the movie real quick, it's not just Jim Carrey that was really good. It was also just uh, the memes, you know. If you are, you don't even have to be a a big Sonic fan, but uh, you know Sonic, you know the really terrible drawing that's in the movie as well. Just, just memes in general, and this is not a spoiler. No, not not a story spoiler. Just burst out laughing when I saw Sonic doing a Fortnite dance. <laughs> I mean, I I I am I'm not gonna like be surprised about that just because I know Andre haven't seen it. But Ray, have you seen Shazam? Uh, no, not the new one. Yeah, well, yeah, he does the Fortnite dance and like, okay, okay, I see, I see, I see. Well, that's Sonic doing a Fortnite dance. Rainbow Six Siege. You want to talk about that a little bit? I mean. Yeah, sure. I mean, I've started playing again recently just because I'm bored. You know, there are not that many good games out there right now that I want to play. I'm not really into Fortnite either. So. Oh, speaking of Fortnite, have you seen the trailer for the new season? I have seen the trailer, yes. And I'm sorry, I, but that looks good, if you ask me. I mean, yeah, it's good. But also, Deadpool's in it. I'm not interested. Yeah, I've seen that as well. I saw your retweet of the trailer, and I like, I, I watched it on my phone, and I I didn't see it at first. When I watched it again on my computer, I saw, hey, so, there's that cool. You know that scene, uh, well, he also features in the Battle Pass video at the end, but I don't know if you remember the, what the, the in the trailer where the banana, the, his name is Peely, he was mm-hmm. going inside, like, that secret closet, uh, closet whatever, yeah, and... Yeah, yeah. And Deadpool was holding his suit, and and yeah, he leaves saw, with the suit. That. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. What that's what I that that is what I missed. On. Yeah, I, I didn't pick it up. I don't know why. Apparently, he's gonna be a Deadpool is gonna be part of the battle pass, and he is like a secret skin or skin or something. So you have to do like weekly challenges. You complete weekly challenges, and you get the skin at the end or something like that. So interesting. Yeah, so that's how it worked worked before with previous uh, skins. Like, you do weekly challenges, you complete them, and at the end, you get a reward for completing those weekly challenges, you get a skin. And usually those skins have variations. So I do wonder if Deadpool is going to have some variation, like, I don't know, White Deadpool or or oh, Hello Kitty I've Deadpool, <laughs> or something like that. If there is not a Hello Kitty Deadpool, I will be sorely, sorely, sorely disappointed. I'm still not interested in Fortnite much. I mean, yeah, I enjoy playing with my friends. But that's about it. You know, there's no other reason to play for me except when you guys are playing. I think Fortnite is a great game, though. I understand that it's not for everyone, but I think it's yeah, it's a great I mean, game. I'm not going to say it's bad or anything. It's just not my cup of tea. Definitely not. One of those Sony. games where if I really want to play it by myself, I'll play it by myself, kind of like Battlefield, but I prefer to play it with friends. Yeah, I kind of pre- maybe, I prefer with friends, yeah, too. Maybe it's just that I'm, I'm bad at Battle Royales. I would also never play Apex solo. I mean, you can't really play it solo, I think, anyway. So, yeah, I mean, any Battle Royale I would just play with friends. I mean, same with uh, Counter-Strike. I mean, I've played Counter-Strike for like a thousand hours. Been there, done that, high rank, whatever. But nowadays, I just play with friends. And Siege is like the only game where I'm okay, I'm going to a casual match and do a few rounds by myself. That's like the only game right now that that I actively play solo. Well, I think it's because Siege right now is on the rise and it's growing and growing and growing. I think that's why you kind of been bothering me to install the game. And I'm like, I was thinking, I need footage for the podcast anyway. So I'm like, I don't want to, like I mentioned like a couple of episodes ago, I don't want to keep the same game playing on loop over and over again on on the on the podcast, so I always I try to explore now every different game and put it as background footage. So I need to record some Rainbow Six footage. So mm-hmm. probably gonna include for this podcast. Why not? We should play after the podcast. No, but you know I've quit Siege in Parabellum, which was I think it was year three. It was like I a year, think a year, I'm not ago. sure. I used. I used to play ranked. I I was one win away from plat three, but we got queued up against the cheater, 
and that's when I just quit the game. Haven't really played it since now. That wants you to ruin the whole experience for you. Yeah, I mean, I've tried for three seasons to get to Plat 3 and Parabellum was a great start, you know. Like I said, like 20 ELO, one win away from, from Plat 3, and then you get queued against a cheater. It's just frustrating. Unfortunate. Unfortunate, yeah. I don't know. I was just done. Well, I guess we're going to play after the podcast. Okay, yeah. so... To- no, but... Year five, sorry oh, for interrupting, but year five is looking very promising. I don't know if you've seen the panel. I haven't seen the panel. I know the details. Okay, well, everything looks good. I'm gonna buy the season pass again soon, whenever I have money. And I'm trying to commit now, or commit more to Siege. I would like to get to Plat three again. I'm terrible now, but I think I'll get there in in year five, Plat three. As a goal, shouldn't shouldn't take too long. Okay, so today we're gonna talk about Epic Games versus Steam. People might I don't know how many people are familiar with that, but we imagined console war on PC happening right now with Epic Games versus Steam. Even though it's been happening for a while, it kind of come down now. But people still still bitch about Epic Games because apparently the reason why Epic people hate Epic Games is because Epic Games launched their own, like, launcher, right? Their own store, like Steam, or Origin, whatever. And uh, Epic Games bought some games, exclusivity. For example, they took Ubisoft games from Steam, and they put them on Epic Games launcher exclusively. Or there were some Kickstarter games, indie games, that were on Steam, promised to be on Steam, but Epic Games bought those games out and put them on uh, Epic Games Launcher and people are not happy about that. But there's a bigger story here than the simple as that and people think that's anti-consumer but I don't think people see the full picture that at the end of the day no one can really compete with Steam, Steam's monopoly at this case because you have for example your... Who's running GOG? Is it the CD Projekt Rekt by any chance? Yeah, it's CD Projekt Red. Okay, so they're probably the most consumer-friendly sh- sh- like uh, shop you can find online when it comes to PC gaming, right? But he has hell no, it can compete with uh, with Steam Monopoly. Hell no, it's just it's just not happening. It just can't happen. All your biggest games, all your everything is on Steam, and then Epic Games comes in, makes their own store, brings some exclusive games to their platform. Even though it's not like you have to buy a new PC or something like that to play those games, you just have to install the, another launcher on your PC, which is, I guess, yeah, how many launchers we have at this point. We have your Uplays, your Origins, your Steams, your... Uh... It's getting to the point where just about every major publisher nowadays is insisting on having their own launcher in the storefront, and I'm sorry to say this, this might ruffle some feathers, but that is grossly becoming a nuisance just in terms of storage space and worrying whether i actually own the games that i'm that i'm paying for or not because a lot of people like to make the comment you know okay well you own like thousands of dollars of steam games what happens if valve decides in order to pull the plug okay well first off that's probably realistically never ever going to happen it will probably happen to another launcher before it would ever happen to Steam. I don't care how polluted Steam gets with copy-paste asset flip games or craptacular, you know, copy-paste visual anime novels that just sell because boobs, I guess. Um, Steam is not going anywhere anytime soon. They may have to restructure. They may have to rethink some things at some point. But for those people who really honestly think that somebody is going to take a huge chunk of Steam's pie, I really honestly don't realistically see it happening. Epic's got something going for them. They give free games away every week. It good gives quality you games, as a by the way. Good quality games. Yes. Not some shitty games. Uh, no, good quality not games. Anymore. Kingdom Come Deliverance. I am I am hooked on that now, and I can. Pl- I got that game for free last week, and that was a game that I really Wait. wanted to purchase. They but the ironic thing about it is... Yeah, they still do um, that. They still do that. Next week is going to be Assassin's that, Creed. Yeah, I thought this. Wait, which one? Uh, that England one. Oh, forgot, forgot the name. Yeah, I, I thought I thought they stopped. No, I thought it was only a year. 
No, they are still, it's, it's their hitch now. It gives people an excuse to go to the storefront, see the sales, see what they're offering, and it's <laughs> genius. It really well, is. Uh, you want my opinion? I literally don't give a shit about other publishers trying to open their storefront, like I said before. I don't really either, because I don't, like I said, I don't honestly think anybody's, oh, oh, phone call. You cannot, Sorry. Like, like I said, you can go pick up your phone. Uh, yeah, he can he can pick up. Uh, but yeah, I like Andrew said. I personally don't have any problems with publishers having their own launchers. I'm more than fine by that as long as it works and I don't have to like pay for the launchers. Which is again, Epic Games is Epic Games launcher is like any launcher launcher is that it's free and that's fine. It's like it's not like it takes a lot of space on your computer anyway. Yeah, I get. There's too many launchers out there and it just becomes a bit tedious i get it but here's the thing you got to kind of think of it from and this is where my problem comes from when it comes to having multiple launchers okay 90 percent of the time two launchers are running on my pc at any given time steam and origin if i'm playing something that's through epic epic is running okay so that is a grand total of three game launchers that are running in the background of my pc at any given time now you stack on Uplay, which i'm sorry is just Uplay is actually really good it's okay. actually really sorry. has it gotten I'm better back. over the years yeah that's, that's fine andrew yeah it's it's better uh was i i don't want to where's this where's the cap at you know is it gonna get to, you know are we gonna have this thing like four or five years from now where you're gonna have to have like a top tier cpu just to be able to run six or seven different launchers at any given time well technically I mean, it's not that's, just... that's my point dude it's not just the launches it's also how many drms are putting uh do the publishers put on their game uh if you look at uh assassin's creed origins that i'm playing right now i think it has like two or three different drms and I think it has been proven that it has a significant performance impact, especially the Denuvo thing. I oh, may, yeah. res- I may, maybe I'm missing, but I thought I, I think I read something. No, no. So um, if you look up some ordinary gamer on YouTube, he actually mm-hmm. he 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 runs stuff in virtual machines and actually tests that tests what you know how bad DRM causes computer lag and stuff like that. And it's it's it, the proof is in the pudding right there. It. I mean, yes, I get that companies feel that they need to lock their product down so that nobody can steal it, even though one could easily argue that 90% of the time when somebody pirates a game, if they get into it and they like it, it sells. So maybe we should go back to giving demos out, guys, in order to undercut that. You don't really need that. Do you remember when Witcher 3 came out? Uh, uh, I think a CD Projekt Red developed. Just told the people, hey, here, here's the game, download it, you know, just pirate it if you don't have Yeah, it. because it brings attention to their product in the long run. And at some point in time, okay, let's say, I, okay, hypothetically speaking here, ladies and gentlemen, don't be calling the freaking NSA on me. Hypothetically speaking, I went I bootlegged Dead Witcher 3. If I want the DLC for that, I've got to pay for the game. So right then and there, you've still hooked me, you've still hitched me, and you're still going to get my money in some way, shape, or form. So it's not like pirating video games immediately means it's you're not going to get any money on the long run. In the short term, no, you're not getting anything. But in the long term, if you have a good product, people will invest in it. And I, I, I get, the, for example, this the idea that why people bitch about Epic Games getting some exclusive games. Uh, and I'll touch about the Kickstarter games a bit later on. But regarding, it's really nice to have something in one place and you can just go in your library and play the games you want. I get that. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, that that creates a, a monopoly that, and you give a basically a blank check for Steam to do whatever they want with their launcher, and if they do something, it doesn't matter, because there's no other launchers that can compete with Steam. And Epic Games comes in, not only swinging with their games, because they bring the developers to the launcher, and, like, and Usually, when you bring the developers to something, like to a different platform, the gamers will follow because they trust the developers. In this case, Steam, for example, offers like, what, 70%, 70% of it uh, goes to developer on Steam, and 30% goes to Steam. But I think uh, that's the number. Yeah, yeah, 70 versus 30. While Epic Games offers 90% uh, back to developers, and 10% to Epic which is a big-ass margin right there that 
invites developers to go to Epic Games instead because they will get a bigger pay cut. That's all, just money-wise. And also, at this point right now, at least at right now, Epic Games, no matter how bad the game's launch is right now, I don't think it's bad, I think it's just okay. Uh, Steam functions better, but then we have to remember that Steam, when, when Steam came out back in the day, uh, I can't remember. Steam was not perfect. Oh, Steam was garbage back. Let's all remember. Don't let's let's re- take off our rose tinted glasses. It's literally Steam was really garbage when it came out, because it's a, it's a launcher. Every time anyone some, someone launches a launcher, it's bad by nature because it's just a, such a difficult thing to do. It's one of those little complicated things. You can't nail it the first time you do it. So you have to improve and go on and come on and com- basically commit to it to make it better. That's what St- that's why Steam is so good right now. Oh, sorry. Uh, that's why the Steam is so good right now because you they committed to making sure that it stays good and keeps updated and improved. And I think that's what's going to happen with Epic Games Launcher. It just keeps improving and improving and improving. And at this point right now, they have quite good quality games. Well, Steam has a lot of garbage on their fucking when it comes to games. That's Steam's problem in of themselves is the fact that they've they let just about anything and everything on there. I guess it's a monopoly. Their philosophy that is, was monopoly. That's I, the thing. That's the monopoly. No, it's not even that. It's it's like sh- shotguns. It, it's like shotgun shelling with product. You know, you throw as much out there as you humanly possibly can, and eventually something somewhere is going to hit. Somebody's going to buy. That's all well and good as a business practice, as long as you're not if you're not the one making the product. Steam, 90% of the time, they're not making the product. I mean, what, Half-Life Alex is the first game that they've announced in, what, six, seven, eight years? Does a card game count? Yeah, of course Even it then. Well, two games. But, you know, yeah, Steam is fuck. printing money for them because they're not making the product. And Epic, then, in of themselves, is trying to get in on that, too. And I respect that much. That's why, instead of Epic letting just about anything and everything on their platform, they're going out and they're approaching independent studios and they're approaching independent people and going, hey, you know, if you don't want to be, you know, in a market that's completely oversaturated on Steam, all right, cool. We'll take and not only would we give you a grant in order to help fund your game further, we're also going to take and put you on our platform. You don't have to pay us anything extra in order to be up on the front page because it's our our policy that new games we get goes up on the front page, pay your point blank end of story. And not only that, but you can keep more of your sales after it as well, and you don't have to worry about being completely drowned out in Steam. And I think that's what the big appeal is for a lot of independent developers not thinking twice about going to Epic. I mean, you can go through Epic's catalog and you can go top to bottom in the Epic store and be through it by the end of the day. Steam, it will take you forever to get through every single thing on that site, on that platform, and you may not even find what you want. And that right there is a big problem for Steam right now. They just have so much product and don't even think half of it sells so like is it making them any money in order to waste the data space in order to store this stuff or you know what, what what's their end game on this because saturation is not going to work forever i think the end game at least epic is at least commented a couple of times they will stop buying exclusive like exclusivity for their platform as long as steam increases the revenue share for the developers that's the argument and they will not stop doing that until steam creates an equal playing field for everyone. That's And that is a heck of a play. It, that's a really good play, too. It's a good way in order to make sure that there is some uh, consistency throughout publishing. And I, I get that. I respect that. When Epic announced that they were doing that, I stood up and thunderously applauded and went, that is a brilliant business move. It's You're undercutting your, your, your competition without you know, actually really having to do much. You're just offering something a slight bit better. Again, you don't have to worry about your product getting drowned out in oversaturated stuff. And even in some cases, Epic would be happy in order to advertise it for you. I mean, they they advertise their stuff on social media all the time. I don't really honestly think sometimes those developers pay for that. Epic just does it. And that's those are good things. Yeah, I personally, like, I, I, I get it, like... But let's mention about the Kickstarter thing. Andre, you want to, want to chip in to say something? Because I remember we had some moments. About Steam? Yeah, well, the, all this conversation. Uh, I mean, I wanted to say it earlier, but I really don't give a shit about how many 
launchers there will be because if there's one launcher I don't like, like Bethesda or whatever, or Epic Games, I'll just don't buy their games there until they get released on the platform. I mean, I own games on pretty much every store except Bethesda. So, yeah, I mean, I prefer Steam just because of all the statistics. Functionality, but, basically, all the extra st- stuff. Ex- exactly. I, I mean, uh, about uh, Steam revenue again. Uh, they just don't. They are not just banking a shit ton of money from the thirty percent they take. They also have the uh, Steam, uh, uh, what do you call it again? The community market where you can buy uh, uh, cards for the games uh, to upgrade badges or in-game yeah, items. Yeah, I, I completely cool. glossed over that. They make a shit ton of money over. That. Okay, so <laughs> just just to um, mention that one, but but I do personally, I don't really care how. Much launchers there are if i want to play a game i'll play it no matter where it is you know. but i do have I a, just i do have a question though i i used to have a stronger opinion on it but it just got so like i just stopped caring you know in the end all i want is like just play my video games and that's about it like no need to stress over this yeah there. so that's that is basically my question if let's say epic games as time goes on uh, and they will keep improving. God damn it! Why am I keep burping? Doesn't matter. Uh, if Epic Games keeps improving their launcher, and you ca- kind of have similar stuff as Steam, would you? It doesn't matter if you have. If okay, if Epic Games improves to that level, that it's on par with Steam, would will, will you use it more? Uh, I would just buy where it's cheaper. You know, if everything would be equal. I mean, I mean, right now as well. You, for example, on Uplay, you can buy the uh, year four pass. You know, uh, the year four pass is almost gone for Rainbow Six Siege. You can buy it on Steam, fifty uh, percent off right now. And on Uplay, you still have to play. Uh, you still have to pay a uh, full full price. You know, then obviously I'll I'll get it on Steam. So if everything would be equal, I would just buy where it is cheaper. Makes all sense. Yeah, the only exactly. the only other thing that I don't like about the the multiple launchers thing, and this kind of just popped into my mind, um, The Sims is on Steam as well as Origin, specifically The Sims Three. Okay, now, this is the only example that I have that comes to my games where this has happened. You cannot use DLC that you've bought and purchased on Steam. For an origin product that's launched through origin and vice versa. Oh really? So if you buy separate you if you buy DLCs yeah, on so Steam, I, you can use an I origin. I go on and I buy a Sims 3 DLC, I cannot use it on my origin install. I that's have to stupid. buy the game again through Steam in order to be able to use that DLC. And that that I am sorry, and I'm gonna say this as loud as I can. That practice is bullshit. Well, to be, f- you know, to be fair, they overcharge over Sims DLCs anyway, but that's a different topic. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, that's a whole different argument in and of itself. But still, you know, that's a bullshit concept that if I buy a product on a launcher, I'm stuck buying DLCs and stuff through that launcher. I can't shop around and get the better deal. Like, I'm stuck with it. And I think that's one other thing that kind of pisses a lot of people off when it comes to the concept of multiple launchers. It certainly does me. Because there have been multiple times where Steam has done DLC sales for Sims 3 and it's like 2 $3 a pop for the DLC. And I would love, would have loved to have been able in order to throw the money at that in order to be able to buy those DLCs and experience them and check them out. Because I don't care who you are, EA is still getting a cut of that money. It doesn't matter. So, yeah. I mean, it's not like Steam's hoarding all of it. Steam still has to pay EA for those rights. So, for the concept of saying, well, if you bought the game on Steam, you can only use Steam DLC, and if you bought the game through Origin, you can only use Origin DLC, it's it's dumb. It's stupid, and it needs to, to not be a thing, especially for a game like, a, like as old as Sims 3. That game is 10 years old. Why is it still locked away like that? I don't know, but I didn't have any issues with uh, Steam. Uh, I mean, you play. I got Siege gifted on Steam, the starter edition back then. And a friend of mine gifted me the standard edition because uh, he said, fuck it. So you don't have to grind all of the operators. And I have two copies of uh, Siege on my Uplay account. I can still buy everything off of Steam. 
But I probably could also just add it via Uplay if it's cheaper on Uplay. Uplay has well, I haven't tried that yet. Uplay was garbage back in the day, like like years ago. But now, the Uplay is really decent launcher right now, if not one of the best ones out there. Just because... He... I would say so as well. Not ju- You know, I love their uh, Uplay point system, where if you play, you get points, you know, through achievements. And if you have 100 points... You can get a twenty percent off even on a newly priced, like on a on a new game, you know, even pre order. That that is amazing. Yeah, you you just get points by playing the games on you play, and then you can spend them to get a discount, which is quite amazing. But yep. but even then, functionality wise, I think it's one of the best running launchers right now out there. It doesn't eat much. It, mm-hmm. you, everything looks clean and in place. It it's, it doesn't look complicated. It's really simple and easy. Uh, it has the bare bones that you need for for us. It just does I mean, the I basic simple ba- basics right. I mean, I, I guess what's maybe missing is a rating system like Steam has it or a review system. But then again, I really don't don't care about it. I mean, if I decide to to buy a game, I would probably look on online forums. I mean, even if I buy a new game on Steam, if I didn't know anything about the game, I would look up on YouTube reviews or just uh, forums in general, some forums. And uh, I basically never look at, at reviews on Steam or whatever. So I'm not missing that feature on Epic Games or Uplay. No, and I think that's a reason why a lot of those launchers don't have that same review system that Steam does is because how easily swayed that system can be. It's, it doesn't take much in order to review bomb a game on Steam anymore these days. And as sad as it is, it's true. And I think that's the reason why, you know, Uplay and Epic and Origin and a lot of these other launchers, they have just not bothered with that. And I think that's a smart decision. It is kind of like, yeah, I'll, I'll never, I really, okay. When you have a monopoly like Steam, I understand why rating system or review system is in place because you have so much garbage, so that's the only easiest way to judge. But then again, there's like so many memes of people leaving really quite horrible yet hilarious reviews about the game. And it just, yeah, like you said, it's the easiest way to one side or another. You can review bomb it for whatever reason people feel like it. And it doesn't show the full representative, like the representative picture of the game. And and it could just be something stupid, like the, the the developer or the publisher or some one specific individual just pissed off a piss, bit of the community and then just review bombed the game. And that's that's not a reflection of the product. That is the reflection of someone's personal opinion getting taken, you know, to the extreme, and people using a review system in order to attempt to damage the product. That's part of the reason why I don't really trust Steam reviews anymore. I don't trust the curators. I don't I don't trust the recommended system. I mean, once in a while, I'll look over and go, well, what are the general reviews? Positive, overly positive, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, well, let me, like Andre does, let's go on YouTube and look up a couple of reviewers from some YouTubers that I know and whose opinions are pretty much, whose whose mentality of video games is pretty much in line with mine. I want to know what that person has to say about it because a lot of those YouTubers that do that, that's their bread and butter. They're not going to, you know... Some of them will. They'll waste their time just completely crapping on a product just because they can. But, you know, uh, zero punctuation comes to mind, even with as satirical as that review, you know, is. It's pretty much on the level, cynical. You know, he doesn't pull any punches when things are bad. I give Yahtzee Crosshaw a lot of credit on that. Um, Jim Sterling is another one that comes to mind. Doesn't pull any punches. If something's good, it's good. He'll freak out, lose his mind over it, you know, as little as it happens. But if it's bad, it's bad. He will tell it, he will show it, and he will do it in ways that are quite tactfully. Um, there's, and it's all over the place. You just have to find one in order to do it. So the fact that people are circumventing an existing review system kind of says in something in of itself that that system is broken and either needs to be removed or re-examined. I mean, sometimes you don't even uh, need to watch a review. Sometimes you just look at gameplay and you can decide for yourself if it's your cup of tea or not. And if you decide to buy it and it ends up horrible, I've done that before as well. I buy I bought a game and I didn't like it. I'll just refund it. You know, that option is uh, there on most launchers as well. So... 
Even you know what I honestly you... think? I think this would kind of help Steam's problem a little bit. If when a developer sends a game to Steam, they tell Steam how average time frame it should take to either A, beat the game, or B, reach a midpoint, and put a stipulation on Steam that you cannot review a game until you've sank that much hours into it. Because there are a lot of bad reviews on Steam where people are like either A, haven't played any time at all, or B, have played like a tenth of an hour, and they're writing out an 8, 9, 10, 12 page freaking documentary on how bad yeah. this game is. And I'm sitting there going, you spent 10 minutes in it. How do you know how bad that game is? You know what's also Unless funny? it is absolutely broken and doesn't launch, you should not be reviewing a product that soon. You know what's funny though? I think uh, Steam, you need under two hours. A game run. Someone... Yeah, anything over two hours runtime, and you are disqualified for review. Which, so I mean, which even is then, stupid right there, nice. or not a review? No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, the game. I think you cut. You cut off sometimes, though. But uh, okay, sorry. Uh, I hope it's better. Uh, I mean, some uh, there is uh, Sonic Four came out in 2017. There was one guy he beat it in under two hours and just refunded the whole game. <laughs> Yeah, that can happen as well. <laughs> he, he streamed it as well. He streamed the speedrun, and once he was done, he just refunded the game. Wow, plus speedrunners, that's all. <laughs> and he got that, it approved as well. That shows right there that you can't have a perfect system when it comes to refunds and stuff like that. Uh, because, I mean, like a puzzle game or something like that. You know, I could get my enjoyment out in an hour and go, all right, well, give me my 15 bucks back, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. Regarding re- refunds, uh, I-, I heard it's a bit, it's a bit, bitch, it- it's a bitch to refund on Epic Epic Games launcher, but I'm not sure. I can't confirm it. On Steam, uh, I have never tried. On on Steam, but you have uh, consumer protection laws, so I guess if they refuse you something, you could always say, "Hey, look at the laws." Yeah, pretty much. And Steam, yeah, I, I agree. Two hour uh, limit for the refund is kind of stupid. I think even Origin has twenty four hour limit. Like, yep, it doesn't matter if you, how many hours you play in those twenty four hours. You have twenty four hours to decide if you want to refund oh, or not. And which is another, fair, another, you are not allowed to finish if you finish the story within twenty four hours and you try to refund it. They don't let you refund it, obviously. Nah, okay, yeah, so that, that that makes sense then. Uh, another thing I wanted to say about uh, review. Reviews and review bombing. Y'all, y'all remember No Man's Sky? Yep. Well, yeah, we cop- we talked about it a couple of times. Who the hell doesn't? It's uh, you know it got really bad reviews on Steam and not, and they have improved the game significantly. A lot of people like it now, but you know these ninety thousand reviews or whatever, they you know they don't go anywhere. You know. So it will stay a mixed or bad review forever, even though they improved the game so much, you know? That's another that's another issue. That's another can of worms in of themselves, too, because I hate to say this, they gave themselves that uphill battle. Somebody somewhere along the lines in development of that should have like either like put their hand on Sean Murray's shoulder and been like, dude, stop talking. Mm. <laughs> and called it a day. Like, somebody should have done that. Like, especially when he came out and made all these promises. Like, I am positive, like, a producer or a developer somewhere was sitting at their desk going, Dude, we haven't even fully tested that scrap yet, and you're telling people we, we're going to have it at launch? Are you insane? Well, they are indie developers got that got, uh, what's the word, backed back in the day by Sony. So when you have a big publisher back in uh, indie studio, like, ooh, this must be something good then. But yeah, the, the hype for No Man's Sky was overblown for ridiculous reasons, and it's just, yeah, whatever. No Man's Sky is if... a complete, completely different story that deserves a different podcast, but... When they bought that game, if Sony would have went to them and said, hey, uh, don't say anything, don't put any advertisement out, don't talk about it, don't do anything for a minimum of one more year, let it cook for a little bit... I'm fairly positive that game probably would have come out not as grandeur as what they did. Sean they, they, they did ask for a delay, though. There was like a documented rumor, well, rumors, I guess, or facts, whatever. They, they, they did request for a delay, but they only got allowed to delay for like three months or two months or something like that. So, which basically in the game development, that means nothing. Yeah, but I think the chain of events was the hype train started, took off, got rolling really fast, really good. Sony saw that picked it up, and then went, we're not stopping it, keep going, so you're only getting three more extra months in order to cook it. I'm 
pretty positive that was the chain of events. I mean, so, it's not. It's not just indie developers having this pressure or issue. Or, I mean, you saw Anthem. You know, it's not just. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just indie developers that make a bad decision, or publishers that make a bad decision. Small ones, you know. Well, that stems from them trying to rush product that's not done yet, and that again is a whole another podcast in of itself. But as we're touching about indie games, I do want to mention this. Uh, anyone know the game called Shenmue? Right? People losing their minds. So was Shenmue. I never played. I think I have heard about. Right. So I remember it older was, ones. Yeah. So, but the Shenmue Three was kickstarted on. Oh, oh, Kickstarter, blah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was Kickstarted, right? Raised enough money, and it was supposed to be released on Steam, but Epic Games came, comes in, uh, pays the pays the money to, like, put them on their platform, Epic Games Launcher, and the Kickstarters that funded this, it's it's not it's not an investment, it's a literally donation, but whatever, and people got pissed, like, oh, I donated to be on Steam. And apparently, this and apparently they were supposed to get the game on Steam because they uh, kickstarted the game. They gave the money, so they were supposed to get the game on Steam. But but they weren't. But as soon as they moved to Epic Games, they weren't entitled to the copy of the game because it was, it's not coming to Steam anymore. Even though that's what they kickstarted for, and that's why they gave the money to. Uh, but I think there's a bigger picture. Uh, I think people missing out that it wasn't really Epic Games' fault. It was the the actual developers, I think, that made this call, and they could handle this a bit better in terms of PR. I don't know because I don't think for a second that somebody at Epic went to the developer for Shenmue and went, "Well, you can't." keep your promises to your kickstarters anymore because we're buying the rights for your game i don't believe that happened for us yeah second. i don't want to defend a big ass corporation regarding these kind of decisions but i really don't think that epic games literally like oh piss off your half of your player base because we have we want the game on before you launch the game yeah it, it doesn't something with the there was something bigger than epic games there was something inside the developer studio that kickstarted this game in the first place and there was something happening because unfortunately epic is very consumer centric and they're too consumer centric for me in order to think that that is possible i mean as much as people want to try and say otherwise epic is epic is a very consumer centric platform they are on top of making sure that their consumers are happy and like i said i cannot rationally think for a second that when they bought that out they went to the developer and went well all those promises you made on kickstarter you can't fulfill them we're not going to give you free game codes in order to give to people who originally funded this game even though we're now funding you and we know we're going to make money hand over fist on that i I can't believe that for a second that that's what happened i really don't think that's happened because another example would be rocket league uh, Rocket League developers got bought out by Epic Games, and they're removing, uh, well, removing. Uh, you won't be able to buy Rocket League on Steam anymore. Uh, when? What, what? I haven't heard that. Oh, you haven't heard that. Epic Games bought. Yeah, no, uh, Epic Games bought the developers of Rocket League, so I think it already happened. I'm not sure. Uh, or the game is going to be removed from Steam and will be moved to Epic Games launcher. But the Steam users that bought a game on Steam, like myself, for example, you will still able to launch it through Steam and play it with, as you always do. Like, through doesn't matter if you don't own the game on Epic's launcher and it won't be available on Steam anymore. If you own on Steam, you will able to play as normally as you always would. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm saying that I don't think Epic Games was really at fault here when it comes to Shenmue. I think it was the developers that called, called made the sh- those shots. And piss the community out because Rocket League is a perfect example. Yes, they bought a they bought a developer. They moved from Steam to Epic's launcher, but they're not removing the they're not pissing off the people that bought the game on Steam and forcing them to you move know, to Epic, Epic Games launcher. If you want to buy the game, go to Epic's launcher. But if you bought on Steam, you still can play the game as normally as nothing happened. I don't really care who's at fault. I still think it's a dick. Uh, who, the Shenmue thing or the if you, if you're pr- just in general, ah, okay. if someone promises, hey, I'm going to release a game on Steam and I donate to get a Steam key, I expect to get that Steam key and not get bought by a company and put it on their thing. And I don't care if it's 
Epic Games fault or if, if the developer is responsible for that, I just don't care. Like I donated for something that I wanted to have on Steam and I'm not getting it on Steam, so I want to so I want to get it to get a refund. I agree with that. If you it was it was yeah, I, I, mean, I literally don't care. I literally don't care. There is no reason to debate that. If I pay for something, you know, like if I if I paid for something, I want that product. But yes, I agree with that. It's just a quick note. I think that when the when the game got kickstart, it was before Epic's launch became a thing, and it was promised to be in Steam. But Kickstart at the same time is not really like a uh, what's it called? It's not a proper investment. It's a donation place. You just donate, and I think that's the, that, that's honesty, what the legal I... thing is. And when Epic Games came in, right, and they bought the game, they paid the developer, made insurances that they gave some extra money to survive in case the game doesn't sell that much, whatever, because that's Epic, and and they moved the Steam. But it's just whatever happened with that shit. I agree, the community was have full right to be pissed off, but I think they got pissed off at the wrong people in that case. Thank you. I'm fairly oh. certain this is what happened when Epic came Don't. in and bought them up. They straight up said. Any promises that you made to your Kickstarter backers, you have to fulfill that. We as Epic are not going to because we're not legally bound by that. When you sign up for something on Kickstarter and you read the terms of service, you are legally bound in order to actually uphold your promises. It's, it's, it works the same way as a sale, even though it is a donation. The only way you get out of that is if you don't hit your goal or you don't cash out. If you don't cash out, you're not legally obligated. But if you cash out, you take that money, you're legally obligated in order to uphold those promises. So nine times out of 10, I guarantee Epic went to them and said, look, we're going to buy you out. We're going to host your product. We're going to sell your product. But here's the thing. You're legally obligated to those people. If you don't follow through with that, that is not on us from a legal standpoint. And that was probably the smartest way that they could have gone about that because it's not their problem. It's not. You know, if I go and I buy a company and I buy a service, I'm going to look at them and go, those prior obligations are your obligations. They are not mine personally. You obligated to do that. So you either figure out a way in order to get out of it or you figure out a way in order to fulfill it. That's all there is to it. And I'm guessing they decide to take the prior route of it and just not bother at all, which, again, that's on them. I don't really necessarily fault Epic for that. Yeah. You know, you don't buy you don't you don't buy out a contract just because you know you don't you don't get to buy out legal right obligations just because you change your intended publishing platform. You're not you don't get out of that. There's no get out of jail free card like that. What you want to say, Andre? <sighs> don't. How do you say this again? I'm just too distracted right now. Don't bite into the hand that feeds. Okay, that's just all I'm going to say. And like I said, it doesn't matter if it was Epic Games' decision or the developer's decision. I don't care who's at fault, okay? If I have been promised something and I paid for something, I want it. And oh. if I can't get it, I want a refund. End of story. My opinion. You know, other people may disagree, but, you know, that's just how I roll. I've never really donated on Kickstarter anyway. But... If That's I, a more than fair really, way in order to look at things. Yeah, I guess. I'm very neutral on, on a lot of things, but I really don't care who's at fault. Yeah. Also, changed my mind, but... Alright, even if you don't want to put the game on Steam, fine. You still have to give the game as promised, even if it's on Epic Launcher. People will be pissed no matter what. Doesn't matter. Just... Well, be, don't, don't be a douchebag to your community, basically. One other side of that coin that needs to be considered, too. It could also just as well been Steam's fault, too. Think about that. Because if Epic came in and bought them up, Steam could have easily went and said, well, we're not going to give you keys in order to distribute on Steam, so haha, you're screwed regardless. You either stick with us and we get you the keys that you need in order to be able to fulfill your promises, or you can take the money... Go to Epic, and you're going to be the one to deal with the backlash because we're going to say no behind closed doors, and it's going to look like it was your fault. Actually, so that's, a, that's, a well yeah. that's a good point, though. That's a good point. I bet they can. I mean, I bet they can do that too. But I literally non-competitive clauses. It happens. I won't be surprised yeah, if Steam was actually said no. You can't publish on Steam. Go to your Epic. Fuck you. 
I, I won't be surprised, yeah, actually. Like, we don't even care if you promised your Kickstarter backers who paid you two, $300 for a free Steam key. We're not going to give you keys in order to put on Steam because you're going to a competitor. That very easily could have happened. Maybe, but it still doesn't make me care. No, it True. doesn't. You care about your games, and that's 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 the point. Yeah. It's not how it happens. It's it's the fact that it did happen, and regardless, somebody is to blame at that. Just everybody just wants to point fingers elsewhere. It's 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 it's, it's yeah. Sometimes it's the picture is a completely different what it seems like. Yeah, and maybe you're right, Ray. I actually think think they think about it. Maybe it seems because they know Epic Games is a good competition right now. That a real competition for Steam. They're probably like, well, fuck you then. I really, I actually believe, I can actually believe that theory that Steam said, no, you can't publish I it I can easily Steam. see it happening. I can actually believe that. It happens that. with companies all the time. I can actually believe that. That's a... That... It's, I mean, even if they would have signed with Epic and when and somewhere in Epic's contract it says a non-competitive clause, again, Steam still has the right to stand there and go, no, because you'll mm-hmm. be breaking your contract. So, I mean, there's a lot of different ways that you, you have to look at business decisions. It's not just black and white cut and dry there's a lot of intricate crazy crap that happens behind closed doors when it comes to stuff like that and the general public does not necessarily know this because it's as far as the companies go they don't need to know general consumer doesn't need to know what what's in the contract for the rights for this game they don't need to know that so we could you know we could do things that could be easily questionable to the public but it's perfectly legal and fine as far as a business standpoint goes and again not wanting to defend multi-million dollar businesses. I just under, for the, I, I really have a really good understanding on how that crap works. So it, again, it very easily could have happened that way. And nobody's really even said that. Why? Steam's the good guy. Always. Which I, not necessarily. Which I disagree with. You can't put a, a monopoly into being a good guy. Personally. No. I, I, I just, no matter how good they are, you just, again, it's, it's about, scrutiny like equal playing field and i i personally have problems with monopolies because monopolies usually have the uh, a blank whatever they want a blank check to do whatever they want yeah yeah which i disagree with and that's why they need competition that's why competition is really good no matter how people might hate it they might disagree with but competition is needed to keep it keeps you in check yes keeps everyone in check which is great if it's a monopoly, and I guess, it's fucked. you know, Steam's gone so long without being unchecked, and now, you know, it's kind of like that bully in high school, when, you know, you you know, you know, go through high school, you're a big billy badass, and you get to your senior year, and then all of a sudden, you run into that freshman who weighs just as much as you do, and can hit harder, and you get checked. Your pride is gonna hurt. You're gonna lash out. You're gonna think it's the worst thing that ever happened to you. But guess what? You're gonna better yourself because of it. I do, I I do like that Epic Games is giving away free games. Uh, I grabbed every single one so far, except the ones that got released this year, because I thought it was over. <laughs> but without their free games campaign or whatever you want to call it, I wouldn't. I, I, w- I would never have picked up these games, and I found really few good ones, you know. Uh, I can't really get one out of my on top of what's it called? There's one game that was really really good, but I would would have never bought it myself if it wasn't free on Epic Games. One was The Witness, and the other one that I thought was ten out of ten is uh, What Remains of Edit Finch. Oh those yeah, games I, were, I got it. Oh, those yeah. games were it. amazing, and I'm so glad. I got them from Epic Games that I discovered them through through this the free video games campaign. You know, I appreciate. Well, here's something cool. Think about it this way: you're you've you've got a free product. You're hooked on it. Now, how likely are you in order to want to invest in the DLCs? I mean, it doesn't have DLC, but I would definitely. But the buy games DLC. that do, like uh, Kingdom Come, I mean, yeah, I, I would buy DLCs. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't pay the full sale price in order to get that game. It's a good game. I enjoy it immensely. I would love to get DLCs for it. Congratulations, Epic. That's a win. I mean, for example... do that. For example, I bought Witcher 3. I played it. Thought it was amazing. Bought the DLCs. I bought Assassin's Creed Origins. Thought it was amazing. Bought the DLCs. And I had so much confidence in Ubisoft that I actually bought the Ultimate Edition of Assassin's Creed Odyssey 
you know, the 120 bucks thing with uh, with all DLCs, and I didn't regret it. Yeah. So yeah, that's perfect. But it comes you to show that good... you don't necessarily have to sell a product in order to sell a product. You could just give it away and sell the extra products for said product and get money on the back end. So it's yeah, it's, I guess. And and it's a good thing. It makes good things. Like I said, I have a new game. It's immersive. It's fun. I'm enjoying the shit out of it. And eventually, when I have the money, yes, I will totally buy the DLCs for that. That again, that is a big. That's a win for Epic. And if I can think like that, and I can operate like that. How many other people out in this world do you think think like that too? You know so, what? I still prefer DLC or, for example, Battlefield Premium over live service free content for everyone. Change my mind. That's a whole different can of worms too. But I mean, I guess you, I mean, I guess you could argue about it. You know, player uh, uh, player base getting divided or whatever. Change my mind, but, but Call of Duty uh, live service is one of the best ones out there. What <laughs> I I haven't. How, how are they doing it? If you ask me, I am glad with my purchase and I'm literally spent some money o- on the season pass just because I was happy with the service. Yeah, but how does their live service work compared to Battlefield? What makes it better? Well, better we, the best? All right, you got your seasons, right? We're on season two right now. Uh, you get a couple of maps. Uh, you get your guns. Guns are free. Maps are free. Uh, season pass basically just cosmetics, uh, your gun cosmetics, mm-hmm. your character cosmetics, your uh, banners and stuff, emblems, all that kind of stuff, right? Like as as in Fortnite, right? You, it's only cosmetics, mm-hmm. and it just guns are free, maps are free, uh, everything is fair and simple to everyone. The only difference is just cosmetics. People might buy if you don't want to buy the season pass, you can always go to the store and buy a specific cosmetic you want. And some of these store cosmetics look much better than the ones in the season pass anyway. So it's up to you what you want to do because at the end of the day, it's just cosmetics. And <laughs> all the game modes are free. Everything is free. Everything is being updated on a regular basis. Uh, the battle royale will be out soon, apparently. Uh, new maps and everything. It just, it's just the, it's, it, the consistency. The consistency is there. It might... You know what? Sorry for interrupting, but at least they give you the choice of real money. Versus in-game currency, unlike Battlefield Five, where the epics are behind fucking Battlefield currency. Yeah, yeah. I'm still mad about that. For fuck's sake. Don't get me wrong. It's Call of Duty right now. It, it's not perfect. It can be improved in so many ways. But what it was back then, comparing to your Black Ops, your other Call of Duties that came out in the last seven, eight years, with your loot boxes and stuff, this is like godsend. Modern Warfare right now is like fucking godsend. It's just like everything is like comparing to what was back then. It, this is consumer friendly as fuck, and I love mm-hmm. it. It's like I am literally thinking buying some more cosmetics just because I I appreciate why it is. It's, exactly. It's just and consistency. It's just consistency. Like yeah, granted, sometimes they like don't put much because they can't really put much because at the end of the day, it's still content you have to there's not enough time to you can push out as much that much content in that short amount of time but they're being like somewhat consistent just a little bit just a little bit just keeping you like bit by bit interested right okay here's a new season brand new maps couple of new maps and everything new new guns and we'll drip feed a map or two like over the time just because reasons like it's just i don't care like I don't care about the amount of content because it's already plenty of that in the game already. It's just consistent, consistent, consistent. And Dice is not consistent with Battlefield Five. Hell no, they're consistent as fuck. Sometimes, oh, we're gonna have this and this and that. Oh, not happening, not happening, not happening, not happening. It's just inconsistent, and that's why it frustrates me with Battlefield Five live service because it's not a live service. It's it's a wannabe live service. Just because they have a tier system, that's a live service apparently. Granted, it's not season pass. They don't have a season pass. You can unlock everything in those tiers. But nothing's interesting in those tiers. It's just more grinding for what? Not really much. Isn't there, isn't there a new Battlefield coming out this year? Next year. Next year? Yep. Why? Well, I hope they keep that now because when Battlefield 1 came out, I think, didn't they say there won't be a Battlefield until 20... 2021? Yeah, but didn't they say that before Battlefield Five? Well, they say that every year. Yeah, yeah, good fucking knows. I remember something. I think it was in Battlefield One where they said there won't be a Battlefield game in 
2018. No, but there I'm was. Sure. But I think Battlefield there was Five a, came there, out. Was, there was a meeting, uh, EA conference call. Uh, was it last month or so, a couple of weeks ago? And basically saying confirmed that the next Battlefield will be on 2021. I still want Hardland to change my mind. <laughs> I just want a fucking game that doesn't suck as Battlefield Five with their fucking life service. Yeah, you know, I like I really I've said it before. And I don't want to bang on this again because we've already banged on this subject twice on a different podcast. But, you know, if Battlefield would really, really wants to do the season pass and this stuff like that, then they need to just go to hell with it, full free to play like freaking Fortnite does. Call it a day. Make the base game good. Make the meta game good. Stop screwing with it and just let it go. Let it run for a few years you know keep adding to it stop wasting money and investing stuff in order to rebuild a whole new freaking game from the ground up every two years it's a waste yeah it's uh, just stop it that's the problem with battlefield 5 in like not battlefield 5 like battlefield in general the whole franchise every fucking game doesn't learn lessons from the previous game. It's a brand new product entirely. That's why Battlefield 1 is so different from BF4. That's why BF1 is so different from BF5. That's why Harlan is different than everything. Like, it, it has no consistency. Don't get me wrong. I love Battlefield 3 and I love Battlefield 4. And I appreciate what Battlefield 1 did in some cases. But I just hate inconsistencies. Nothing. Everything that was glorious back in the day is not available. While Call of Duty, with a brand new fucking engine... Still have those fucking features from mm-hmm. the previous gods. Like, yep. that blows my mind. You, like, assu- on the first day when the Call of Duty came out, the first day Call of Duty came out, you already could make private matches. Granted, it's 10 hertz servers. Granted, it's kind of shit with the server and netcode on, on the private servers. I get that. But at least the functionality it's was functionality there. Functionality is there. While it, Battlefield can't do private again, games... This is Battlefield's problem with having to rebuild every two years. They've got to keep redoing stuff that they've fixed, okay? Here's, you know, this problem comes back again that we fixed in the last iteration because we decided to rebuild it again from scratch. Get, you know, it's, you, it's like building a machine and you sink all of your time and money into it in order to make sure that it works perfectly fine and then when it's all said and done and it's running perfectly fine, you just eh, throw it in the trash. And that's why more. I mean, <clears throat> it's not just like uh, rebuilding everything from scratch. It's also just that Frostbite is a shitty engine. I don't think it's a shitty engine. I think it's a great engine. I think priorities are wrong. That's the problem. It's not. It's not the engine itself. Engine is amazing. The priorities no. are wrong. I mean, it looks good, but it's not good no. to work with apparently. Wow, so that's, that's that, already an issue. But here's the thing: if you know the engine is not, it's really hard to do, work with. Straight your priorities right. Make your priorities right. Not. I don't know what the hell. Actually, I don't even know what's happening inside Dice Studio. I don't think I want to know. I all I care is produce a good Battlefield game, like make everyone happy. That you're a true Battlefield player, right? That the true Battlefield player can appreciate. Doesn't matter what setting you are and everything. Doesn't matter. Just make it right. Straight your priorities out. Like make your priorities right. Even if there's not enough content, for example, people bitch about content. As long as their foundations are there to keep going. As long as possible, with good foundations that keeps people going back to the game, I'm fine with that. I'm fine. Christ, fuck! Look at see it. Look at Counter Strike. Or Siege, for example. There you go. Like those haven't had another iteration since their original launch. They're they're smart. They've got. They know what they've got going, and they're gonna keep running it. That is exactly what Battlefield needs to come around and do. But again, I don't want to bang on the subject because I've banged the hell out of that dog for the longest time and I really want to get off my soapbox now. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway. It's funny, funny. I don't know. It's funny. How- I don't have an opinion on it, but I'm just disappointed. with it. Battlefield 1 was okay, but I'm very disappointed with Battlefield. I am just disappointed. The whole studio, what the hell is going on with it in there? I'm just... I Anyway. Anyway, I think we're going to end on that. Uh, I think we've had our fun for the day. Yeah, I think we're going to end on that because I don't want to go over than more than an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, we get back on that subject, it'll be another hour and we'll have a two-hour podcast and be like, what the hell? I mean, I'll cut, I can cut it in half, I guess, but... Uh, I, I mean, who who listen to that? That long? Two hours? Three hours? <laughs> I would be impressed if it's actually like the most downloaded in terms of... Somebody audio. who left it on play and then ran off to the store. Hey, that's fine. <laughs> oh, I had the revenue for me. Hey, because it's all about watch time, right? 
It's all about that watch time. Uh, all right, but gotta get that YouTube money so you can buy some more uh, Call of. Oh, to spawn sponsor your fucking Call of Duty, and I happen. Oh yeah, you can do that too. <laughs> I totally forgot about. Soon you will be able to afford your own. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. Soon I know. So you buy yourself. Anyway, mm-hmm. so thank you, Ray. Thank you, Andre, for joining this podcast. Talk about Epics versus Team and a bit of Battlefield at the end, which is funny enough. <laughs> yeah, quite hilarious. Wow. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah. Um, any closing thoughts? Anything that that's on your mind? Nope. Enjoy your day, people. Fair enough. Be more reliable. Thank you. Says okay. Before we end, before we end, I just have to mention this. I have to. I just have to. Yeah, fucking, yeah. Let's 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 open. I that just have to mention this. Okay, so a bit a bit of background for this podcast, uh, this particular episode. So we were we were planning to record yesterday. We were planning to record yesterday. We have our notes and everything sorted and done. And we, me and Ray, comes come on Discord waiting for Andre. He says, 15 minutes. I'll be on in fifteen minutes. Cool." An hour and a yeah. half later. 15 minutes passed, 20 minutes passed, half an hour passed, 45 minutes passed, an hour passed. And then he finally joins in like, oh, I forgot. <laughs> well, now you know how And then, and like, then to top you, it no, all off, no, I get listen. out of bed at 7 o'clock in the morning, check my Discord <laughs> at, fucking at 7 o'clock and see you assholes are on. 8 o'clock, I get a message and tagged in saying, where the hell are you? Wait a minute. We're not supposed to be here till nine. What the? For now, you want, now you want to be early. Okay. Listen. Now you know how it feels like because sometimes you say, "Oh, I'll be there in five minutes," and then it's two hours. Okay, but there's a difference. Way too much. There's a difference between you wanting playing video games and us recording like a podcast. Which one is more important? What do you think? Talking about video games. Yeah, podcast. And anyway, that's. I, yeah, because you get some YouTube revenue, that's why it's more important, am I right? Yeah, it pays our non-existing bills. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't. This fucking podcast is not making any fucking money, but that's fine. This, we doing, we're doing this for a hobby, right guys? Right guys? Right, 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 right. Yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. I'm expecting Modern Warfare next month from you. Yeah, so a twentieth episode, you'll get fucking more. Everyone gets a copy of Modern Warfare because the podcast is so amazing, and uh, I mean, and everything. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah, sure. Why not? Well, we already passed ten episodes, so that's fantastic. Congratulations. <laughs> right. Okay. Um. So we're gonna end on this. So thank you, Ray, again. Thank you, Andre. You're welcome. It's been a hoot as always. And thank you so much for our listeners, whether you're watching this on YouTube or listening to the audio version of the podcast. Thank you for sticking with us with this quite long podcast for this episode. And give us all your feedback that is on your mind, negative or positive. Let us know in the comments or whatever, or social media that is in the description. And just be involved and let us know what what's on your mind. And we're going to discuss it. And don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe everywhere. Pretty much. Because it does mm. help out. And it also introduces the podcast to new people that want to listen. Which Gotta get that YouTube revenue. It's all about that glorious YouTube revenue. So, on that note, we will see you guys on the next one, and thank you so much. Bye-bye! Your hands upon a dead man's gun and you're looking down the sides. Your heart is warm.